saying? Um, the um, what was I saying? Oh, I don't know. Move on. Were you saying welcome to Critical Ditto, Tom? Your favourite Pokemon role playing podcast by us, the the four British men. <laughs> the four. <laughs> The, the only four. four. We're the only four British men. That's it. The entire That's it. nation is women. Thank you for coming to join us. My name's Stuart. Everything changed when the British men attacked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the GM on this podcast, Critical Ditto. I'm, I'm, I suppose I'm running the game. And I... I oh, it's, it's karaoke night. It's karaoke night. I... And do you know what? Me, I'm fancying a bit of Bonnie Tyler. I am... I'm holding out for a hero. Are there, are there any heroes? Because I'm, I'm holding out and I'm ready to belt out that number. Uh, not here there isn't Stu no, no. sorry no. mate there are actually three in here I'm going to describe one of them one of them was called Kenny Mullet and he had actually lined up to sing Teenagers by My Chemical Romance but then he thought I'm not going to get those notes so bailed but he told me that he was an empathetic yet haunted young man on a quest to find out about his weird poker powers um, and he had a team of Pokemon helping him and that was a Decidueye called Bowtie Gyarados called Moustache a Honchko called Fedora a Salandit called Fleek a Gavantula called Fleek damn it Ah, oh, everyone's called Fleek. A Kamoa called Fleek. A Spiritomb called Fleek. They're and, all Fleek. And my name is Fleek. Fleek, do you want to go next? Hello, I'm, I'm Fleek. No, I'm not even going to attempt. I'm not <laughs> going to attempt the spider voice because I'm not as good at Stu doing it just as I'm not as good at Stu as doing uh, holding out for a hero because uh, I just heard it and just went, wow, okay, those are some octaves. And so I decided... <laughs> To, to play with some other songs, to have some toy with some ideas, but I threw them to Theo to kind of see which of these songs might work best. I thought, hey, what if we went for something that really fitted with like uh, our Act One story? Maybe something like uh, Release Me by Agnes as Theo tried to leave the church. Or maybe we'll go for Delta Goodrum's Lost Without You, as in many ways Theo was lost without the church. Or maybe now at this point in this part of the story, I'll be going for me and Theo doing a duet of Barbra Streisand and Donna Summer's No More Tears, Enough Is Enough, because at this point... <laughs> No more tears. We have really landed in David's wheelhouse with this intro, haven't we? <laughs> I, I love to be made to feel exceptional. As does Theo, uh, a sardonic former priest of the Church of Slaslo and or Sloking, uh, who has a Medicham, a Swadloon, a Kabuto, a Togekiss, a Barbarical, Jason the Combi. For some reason, that's the only one I gave a name in this situation, and a Slowpoke. And uh, after putting five songs in the queue and doing each of them in order until I literally lost all my vocal chords in a freak snapping accident i turn to our final performer of the evening okay well this is embarrassing this is embarrassing oh, okay. because i when Stu said he was holding out for a hero i ran across well i actually flew to japan <laughs> and i went back into the past and i i tried to find the famous japanese painter slash artist hero yamagata uh, and i've brought hero oh. yamagata here they <laughs> took a one look at the karaoke booth were like absolutely not i'm i'm gonna paint something so instead i'm gonna bring another artist an artist with with voice and that is brandy the ex cheerleader of the pokemon champion uh, on a quest to save formia with her two buddies and on her team she has wimpy the lopany she has gary the uh gary the drapion and she has, Ooh. I need to change that on my sheet. <laughs> she has <laughs> Snorley Only the Munchlax, Dr. Bunnelby, PhD the Bunnelby, Flower the Meltan, and Lightning McQueen the Carcoal. So I'm fortunately, Stu, we failed to give you any heroes. That's all right. I mean, maybe I could uh, keep the Bonnie Tyler going and find out, find out what happened last time by turn around. What happened on Critical Ditto last time? And then we're <gasps> going to find out. Previously on Critical Ditto. Heron is down to his last Pokemon. Destroy that girl and her pathetic! 
Pathetic team! Drapion extends a slinky hand. Garchomp extends a fin before both fainting to the ground. It, it's not over. It, it can't be over. Ditch the Pokemon League. The silver extreme balls that are on both Bash's and Heron's belts start to quiver. Pokemon recall. Pokemon Emergency recall. recall. Hydreigon and Garchomp are being remotely controlled and out of Bash and Heron's lives. Where is everybody congregated? A sort of village square? Flower decides to push you, Brandy. What? And starts walking away. And Snorleone then picks up Meltan and drags them back. Let's fall in line, folks. We set up a microphone for you, Kenny, to say a few words. No, I'm not going to give the speech. Why are we even still going? What are we all... We've all given something up to stop this wild woman. Why are we all fighting about who gave up the most or the least for something? We, we're all on the same page, aren't we? We know who the O is. And we know that the O found the King's Rock. We need to go to the Conclave. We need to speak to the O. Aster, yes, I'm here. If we are going after Frey, that means we're going after Andros. And if Honey is going after Andros, then we are going in the same direction as Honey. Bash pipes in. They may have taken our Pokemon, but the Pokemon League did let us keep our minivan. Heron nods. I'm in. Why is Heron coming? Ah! <sighs> oh my gosh. Wow. Oh wow. I've, I've had a lot of booze and brownies. Are you sure you're up for this, Stu? Yeah, of course, mate. I'm fine. Right. Yeah, no, I'm fine. Okay. The flash mullet. We see the flash mullet. Oh, we do. In the sky. Wow. We're going there. Yeah. Cool. Cameraman one sees the flash mullet. Cameraman is being hoisted by a skip loom as he floats through the Formian sky above the clouds. A deep red purpley sunset dipping below a large cumulonimbus <coughs> as we see the flash mullet crest one of these clouds. The timbers are brown. The wood as creaky and as old as Kenny you remember as you left as captain. But captain, you are no more. Kenny, there is a new captain on the flash mullet. In fact, it's got a new name, David. What's the new name? What, what's that sentence that Frey says every time she appears to somebody? Rough day. Yeah. The, rough, call it the day. rough day. The rough day. Oh, I love that. Love that. <laughs> that the is rough pretty day. Cool. That's pretty cool. Okay. The rough day crests the cloud. And we start zooming through. We start at the, at the bow. Sure, the bow. Why not? We start at the figurehead. The loggerhead. <laughs> nope. <laughs> The figurehead who's at oh loggerheads God, okay. with, <laughs> with the with the clouds with the oh. with the clouds. The figurehead, the loggerhead, the head teacher—they're all there. <laughs> Who else wants to describe the ship? I, I've not I've not got ship in me. I'm oh not... look, okay, okay. Look, the ship. There it is. The <laughs> please, the, the pre uh, the incredible poker powered energy courses mm. through its I guess wooden body. This is good time. This uh, is better than and me. through the whole ship, giving it that loft. But now the whole ship. There seems to be an edge. Everything seems it seems to be going that bit faster. The crew are littered around, busying themselves, not wanting to catch the eye of their mercurial leader, the sarong,ed flip-flopped, white-haired Frey. Stu, could you take on the role of Frey, please? Uh, are you G are you the GM? I'm the GM now. So I was, I was very good. I'm doing it. I'm. Do you've got. You've had too much wine. Are I've pulled you over, Stu. <laughs> I've take. I've pulled you out of the <laughs> driver's seat. Fair. I'm taking. I'm taking I was control way over here. The limit. <laughs> I can't believe there's been a coup d'état. I was Taronius Chunder just just coursing from one side to the next. This starboard port. Starboard <laughs> port. More port. So, are you aware of how fast you were GMing? <laughs> <laughs> so what? So I'm playing Frey. You're playing Frey. And so as the GM, I say to you, Stu, what happens? 
That's my big. <laughs> that's that's my GM question. Frey's stalking through okay. her office. Roll. Oh, she. Oh, sorry. I thought she was just stalking. And she's frustrated. She looks on her desk and sees that there are no tomes there. Where before there were three tomes at the end of season three, the tomes aren't there. They are being researched, but slowly. So she, she's going to go th- through the ship, and I'd love to. I'd love to see what she sees on the way. But she's going to go okay. and find Adri Fomansk. Ali, who, who accidentally gets in Frey's way. It's a new poker-powered person. The poker power Pokemon is Rosalia. They're very small, but they smell very nice. What are you? What are you doing here, Rosie? Oh, sorry. Yes. Um. I was. I was just just cleaning, as as you asked, of course. Um. But just been in the uh the ships, the yes. water cabins. The- Frey, why are you still unsure about Rosie? Because she's so small. <laughs> How small? How small is? Oh, hang Rosie? on. I didn't do her voice right. Sorry, I was just in the porter cabins. Okay, now I now I'm starting to see why Frey distrusts Rosie. What can you see, what can you see down there, Rosie? Your flip flops are about to break. Rosie. Yeah, they're holding on for dear life. Rosie, come here, come here. Hang on, I might turn you well. Get the ladder. Get the ladder. <laughs> Clive, Clive, where's my ladder? Clive, coming. Here you go, Rosie. Thank you, Clive. I'll see you later. Yeah, same place. Clive, how have you fit into the the ship now that it's been changed hands again, Clive? It's the most harmonious Clive's ever felt. Clive's knives has thrived. Um, he's never felt so alive. And soon he's going to have Rosie for a wife. So it's, uh, it's a great time to be Clive with knives. Oh, I see. So Clive and Rosie have a, have a sort of thing going on. Okay. There's oh, yeah. a je ne sais quoi. So maybe that's another reason why perhaps Frey is mistrustful of Rosie, because perhaps Frey, do you sense some form of romantic intertwining between perhaps Clive, who is not poker-powered, with Rosie? Oh. Rosie, what, what do you see in him? Uh, he always... Bring, he, he brings me what I need. Listen, Rosie, I've, I've tolerated Clive being on the ship for your sake, your tiny sake. Thank you. But you are aware that Clive's a human. Clive is not poker-powered. Right. I know he's, re- he's really good with his knives tricks, but that, oh, that yeah. is... You don't know the half of it. But that is a skill that human oh. can learn. Wait a second, what? <laughs> Rosie, your bushes, your bushels look a little shorter than... That is between... How dare you? <laughs> my bushels are my responsibility. Clive is a, Clive is a human, Rosie. Is that... Is that wrong? I can't have anyone on this ship who's distracted from our cause. You understand that? Oh, no, Clive's not distracted. No, 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 no. Clive is um, helping us. And you? I'm going to give you a hypothetical here, Rosie. I want you to imagine the ship is under attack from the Pokemon League. And the option is let Clive die or we save a Poker-powered life. What do you choose? So you're saying I've got to see if Clive survives? This is, that's the, that is the fulcrum of this question. Yes, Rosie. But if Clive won't survive, then Clive might die. But at least he won't dive. Clive's lives might be taken away if Clive doesn't survive. How many lives does Clive have? Five. Okay, yeah, Clive and his five lives will survive. You, no, you're right, you're right, you're right, Frey, of course. This, this is the mission and the mission must survive. Rosie, if you want to prove some loyalty with me, come with me to Adri's office. I have similar suspicions about Adri and I need a smaller pair of eyes to fit into the grate, maybe a little spying. Mm, time to let out my poisonous side. Okay, well, don't do it on the floor. Oh, sorry. It's actually quite hard to control. Okay. Would you like to take back control? <laughs> Frey and her new poker-powered initiate march through the corridors of the rough day and come to Theo's old quarters, but are now HQ for Adrifa Monsk, the lead researcher for the rough day's tome translation tomb. Squad is what it's called. initiative. 
team. A squad. Tome. Tactical. Tactical tome. <laughs> Tactical Always tome squad. Teams. Tactical tome squad. It's just one. It's just Adri Is that Mark. the sign that Adri's put on the door? Yes, exactly. <laughs> would would Adri not... Oh, wait, Mr. and Mrs. S are not on the ship, are they? They're are they in the, imprisoned they on the are, ship? They are on the ship, yeah. They're in the... So the, would they be in the to work on the tomes as well? If I was Adri, probably... Uh... I, I think they're, they're there under duress, but they're like, you know, to survive. We need to help them. David, what has changed about Adri since we last saw them? Whilst all the stuff with the floatsels has been happening, I'm imagining that Frey has put a lot of pressure on Adri. On a minor level, Adri's, Adri's looking a little gaunter, but I think that Adri has taken to writing full codexes of kind of runes and glyphs and, and cuneiform to try and translate it from the tomes on their arms. Their body is sort of covered in ink versions of the far more ornate permanent tattoos that Mr. N displays all over their body. In a desperate attempt, I imagine, to try and translate these tomes. So, Frey, do you knock? No, Frey doesn't knock. Frey, Frey enters the Tactical Squad Tome Initiative Room with ease. Adri? Uh, yes. How are you getting on? Uh, it's proving to, as ever, be complicated work, but I think that now that we have Mr. N and Mrs. S in some kind of <laughs> delicate with us, we might actually... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, right. Oh, that laugh. Really convenient. Really helpful at this moment in time. You've gagged them. Well, I mean, yes, shackled gags. It just sort of really made things a little a little easier. There was kind of a lot of dissenting voices, a lot of, Adri, you're incompetent. Adri, you're second to everybody. Adri, you're not one of the, like, changing faces of the... Like, there was just a lot of... Adri, you need to wash, yeah. Oh, Mrs. S. Yeah, there was a lot of that. Yeah, actually. I wasn't gagged, oh, which you I were? appreciated. No. Yeah, no, it's really annoying. Adri, why did Mr. N get the gag? Mr. N is very annoying, whilst actually, in a surprise twist, Samantha, oh, Mr. N's annoying. wildly, wildly, wildly manageable. In fact, sometimes she plays her trombone and she couldn't wear a gag for that. So <laughs> I wanted that sound because I've always had a soft spot for trombone players. Frey takes a look at Mrs. S, Samantha. How do you feel about our cause? I'm not really sure I know what the cause is. All I know is I was shoved into a jail cell and forced to translate these tomes, which I will admit I am curious about. I don't support the chaining up of me or my beloved. Thank you, my love. Actually, is, is, can, we, can we take the gag off, please? I will take the gag off if Mr. N agrees to stop having opinions about my very fundamental existence. Can you agree to that? <sighs> For five minutes, yes. As in, for five minutes you're going to stop criticising me, or for five minutes you want me to take the gag off? Entirely your interpretation. I think we'll leave the gag on for now. Uh, ah. So, anyway, Frey, we are, we're trying our best. Adri, it's, <sighs> it's this kind of frustrating indecision that is giving me pause. I want, I want, I want to believe in you, Adri. I really, really do. And I, I know you know how vital you are to this operation. I just am not quite convinced that you're here for the right reasons and that you fully believe in what we're doing. Do you, Adri? Of course. Of course. All I've ever wanted is to find the King's Rock and with I your help, I know you want to find the could... King's Rock, Adri, but you want to do it with us. Yes? You want to do it for our cause, don't you? Say it! Rosie, I thought you were hidden, but that's, that's an outburst of pure passion. It was, because I believe in the cause, and Samantha said that she didn't, and now Adri clearly doesn't, and I'm getting angry, and my Rosie, Rosie, poison just... is starting to seep. Adri, you understand that poker powers ac across 
this nation, across this region, are under direct threat from the likes of the Pokemon League and anyone else who decides that when they see us, they see not people, not creatures of great power, but abominations. You understand that? Of course I understand that. Of course I... Of course. You hear an alarm go off. A octillery alarm. Ali, what does the octillery alarm sound like? Oct, oct, oct. Frey, what does the alarm mean? The alarm means that there's a poker powder nearby in danger. And do you know anything about the poker powder, or is it is it just a completely random? It's like a sense thing. Maybe you've got someone on the ship. Uh, not maybe. I'm the GM. There's someone on the ship. Elaine is on the ship. One of her abilities is to sense poker powers within people and perhaps distress levels. She's a bit like the Cerebro. Psychic terrain. Has she got a chamber? Has she got like a silver helmeted chamber somewhere that she's just meow sticking in? Yes, I think that's exactly what it is. It's the tanning room. When she detects one, she just has a long poking stick that she just shoves into Octi the Octillery. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Elaine is also looking super brown right now. I mean, Nikki the Tanned is so jealous of Nikki Elaine. Nikki the Tanned's like, no! And I think we should remind our listeners that Elaine was the poker-powered person who we met in the Steam Eruption arc, who was identified by Team Helsing and then saved by Frey, and also left Brandy with a scar. Okay, so we're approaching a poker-powered in distress, so you feel the ship creak as it takes a hard about turn to the starboard side. Frey, what do you, what do you say to Adri? Adri, you know what that alarm means. I think you've been cloistered in here long enough, and maybe you, maybe you need a break. Perhaps a field trip to see what we're really fighting for. Very well. Lead the way. Can I have a break? No, you can't. I mean, maybe you can. No, God. Oh, slicking. Oh. <laughs> Classic, Andrew. Alright, so there's a poker powered in danger, and I think this is a quite a routine thing. It's a bit like you yeah. know, firefighters. Yeah, this yeah. is you are the elite squad. This is Team Mystic who are going out and they are gonna save a poker powered in danger. Uh, Ali, whereabouts in the region are are we headed? Um uh, Bailton. We're going to Bailton. Okay, we're going to Bailton. Finally! The things we know about Bailton are that it's a big maze. Big, big okay, maze. it's a maze. Great. A maze maze. So I don't think Elaine comes with. Elaine's job within the team is to identify and locate. So who is in the, the rescue squadron? Frey, obviously. Can I bring Andros? Andros is like my most powerful general. Zororic's doing a mission. Zororic is somewhere. Oh, no, he's not. Yes, I've been yes he that. is. Zororic yep. is nowhere to be Zororic's right there reading the paper. I'm the GM now, Stu. There's not an infiltration mission. All that holiday I've got to take. Can't wait. <laughs> I say to Zororic, for the, I, shouldn't you be doing that, that mission that you were doing, Zororic? Nope. You're 28 days off. You, this is in the contract. Read it. And who else? So obviously Adri Vermonsk is coming. Andros is going to come. Frey's going to come. And let's say one more person. Does, does Rosie come? Um, I suppose so, because Rosie's... No, Ali's no. not Rosie to come. Ali's so <laughs> up against Rosie to come. <laughs> she got written out. I don't want to do the voice anymore. Okay, okay. <laughs> what if Rosie just says to Frey, um, Frey, Frey I, just, I just wondered, just before you go, I wondered... Um, yes, Rosie, and she bends, she bends all the way down. Don't get the ladder. You don't need it, Rosie. You've, you've proven yourself enough today. I, 
I just thought that maybe I know about our conversation earlier. You um you mentioned that perhaps you weren't fully on board with with Clive. Maybe maybe you could take him along and 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 perhaps get to know him a bit. Rosie, you understand that this is a potentially dangerous mission. Clive's Clive's got a lot of knives, so he could he could defend himself. He also drives. He strives. He does so much good things. Frey looks at Rosie and remembers their earlier conversation and realises that this is Rosie's attempt to make good on the hypothetical. Yes, that's that's what this is. Yeah. Rosie, I, I appreciate your dedication to the cause. Of course Clive can come. Clive! You're, you're going to come! You're going you're gonna to go on the, on the mission! Sorry, I've just been chopping up some chives. I'm coming... I hate this. I, hate I was this. desperately thinking of something else that rhymed that we haven't used yet, and I, I got there in the end. I'm, I'm coming on a mission! Oh, great! Let me get out my best knives. Andros? Andros? Yes. Just keep an eye on the humans. Okay, right. Come on then, team. David, how do the squad, the Team Mystic Squadron, descend onto the maze maze? Tangrowth abseiling. Oh, Tangrowth yeah. poker-powered abseiling. Oh, wow. Okay, grab an arm, everyone, and um, yep, I'm going to stay here. I am chained to the boat. I'm actually nailed to the ship, so Ooh. you should all be fine. Thank you, Tantrum. You're, you're welcome, and they're, they're just going to dangle now. They're just going to just so pick a vine, any vine. Just one, one of them will break. <laughs> just a little tangrowth joke there. Should we roll, roll for vine? Roll for vine. Okay, so what am I rolling some? 2d6 yep. plus... Let's just say cool. Oh, good, because I have I have my cool stat at hand for Andros. <laughs> yeah, great. Andros is very cool. Andros has done a lot of swimming meets, so I'm going to give plus two to Andros on cool. He rolled a ten, so whatever he adds. Nice. Absolutely nailed Adri it. Adri Fomonsk, you are a minus one in cool, unfortunately. That's really annoying, because I rolled a five and a two, so it's a six. <laughs> so it's a full fail for Adri Fomonsk. Well, I was thinking that maybe the fail might be that in your robes, as you are trying, to, as you're struggling with the Tangrowth abseiling down, a picture falls out of Adri's robes and Frey catches a glimpse of this picture. And why is this a picture that Frey might not approve of? It is a picture of Adri and Theo at their King's Mock ceremony. And Frey, what did you roll? Uh, what was my plus? You know what? Frey's got plus three across the board. Hells yeah. Oh, not fair. For slow king's sake. Okay, well then I rolled a nine. Still a mixed success. I'll tell you what. So your mixed success is that you... Can it involve Clive somehow? Can yeah, I was thinking it's going to involve Clive. You botch it a little bit and Clive oh. saves you. Oh, that's yeah, that's embarrassing for Frey. Oh, careful. <laughs> you know, luckily I packed an extra safety vine uh, because you know what? Safety, super important. And I'm hoping I can prove that to you that safety is actually quite key, especially on flying ships. I've been on this one for a long time, Frey, so uh, just got to watch yourself there. Sorry, I mean, High Empress. Uh, not Frey. I shouldn't say Frey. Should I? Or should I say Frey? No, you shouldn't say Frey. Thank you. Okay, I'll say, what should I say? Your wor worthwhileness. Your worthwhileness. Your worthwhileness, because, yes, of course, that makes total sense. I'm not going to question it. I'm here to make a good impression. Uh, so, yep, you're welcome. Andros, did I botch that? Your, your worthwhileness, is that, is that good? Uh, is that good? Uh, yes. Um, I, I think you can come up with something better, but I don't think you need to do, to do that right now. I think, think on it. Yes, uh, Adri, make sure you don't, you do not call me your worthwhile. What's that? Oh, uh, it was. Um, I was just writing down. Uh, your worthwhile. No, no, that's a, that's, that's, a, a that's a photograph. What's the photograph of? Oh, it's of my King's Box ceremony when I was big partnered with Ellie. Why do you have that? Well, you know, it's nice to remember moments, isn't it? Is that Theo? Well, we were in the same class, yeah. But it's just, a, it's just, it's just something I keep around. It's a keepsake. I mean, there are other, there are other church members in that picture too. I barely even notice that Theo's there. Your worthwhileness. Mm, yeah, no, I hate it. I hate it. Clive, cancel that. 
Cancel, cancel Canceling that. Woolworth Wellness, reinstating High Empress. Sure, fine, whatever. Listen, <laughs> Adri, I, I understand clinging to the past, I do. Make sure it's the right one. Right, you are High Empress. Andros shoves Adri and Clive forward so they go on slightly ahead. But Frey, do you have a picture in your coat? Yes. Do you take it out? Yeah. Having been reminded that Having been reminded exist. about the... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'd forgotten this whole time. Uh, it's it's a picture of my father. I assume your father, same white hair, flip-flops, sarong. Sure. That, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's just your entire outfit. Mm, very much a family tradition. <laughs> That's the phrase last name is the sarong flops. Um, <laughs> I, do you know what? You're right. Frey, Frey, dre- Frey doesn't dress herself. She dresses like her dad. So what? The exact same, exact same clothes. Yep. See that, listeners? We're learning about our villain. I imagine Frey quickly puts the picture back into... Where does Frey keep the picture of... <laughs> On her person. In her hair. In her hair. Okay. But this moment of nostalgia is interrupted by a scream. And I imagine the squad jump into action. Absolutely. Who's leading the charge? Clive runs in the wrong direction. Just got to make sure the exits are all right first. Frey looks expectantly at Adri. Uh, yes, I know Palliton well. I've, I've studied it during my time at the Tower, so I will obviously know exactly where we need to go to find that scream. Uh, and Adri sort of points... It goes there. Roll 2d6, Adri. Oh, and I'm a, am I a minus one in directions as well? I'm going to actually say you're a plus two because it's sharp. Not even a plus three. Uh, Adri has lower Same. sharp than Theo. Yes. And thank God it's a plus two because it's a three and a two plus a two. So it is a seven. It's a mixed success. You do get the right direction and Frey acknowledges that it is the right direction. But as this is a mixed success, as you grab your way, you're, you're all charging through the maze maze, Clive bringing up the rear, you come to the clearing, Balaton itself, the small hamlet region, small tiny villages, some nice thatched roofs. There is a barren patch in the middle, a shrine, if you will, uh, and a bench. Weird. And um... Cramorant's got here too, I think. <laughs> Wait, is, that, is that a cool part of Balaton? Is it like it rotates? It's like a sort of visage of different little hamlets around the region. Oh. Yeah, so I think there are lots of different mini hamlets around. A bit like a model village. A model village of Comover. Yeah. So that's what's in the middle. Not the There is the barren patch, but it's like a model village of Comover town in the middle. And this is the Comover section. It's a mixed success. What we know about Balaton or Bailton is that it changes your type Ooh. as you go in. So as Andros steps into Comover the hamlet, his body sets on fire, turns into oh a rock, gosh, becomes cool. electric. Cool. Something happens to Andros. Do we like lying on fire? Sets a flame? Yeah, I think it starts it starts the screwy flame. That gold duck skin, the sort of scaly slime of the amphibious form dries out. Andros, are you okay? What's happening? Oh f- Frey, what is this madness? Is this is this the is this the poker powered person? Is this Adrian, what is this place? Adrian, what is this? What is this? You said you know of Balaton. Nobody what is packed. This? this is completely normal in Balaton, everybody. This is something that uh I I I thought maybe a myth, so I didn't bring it up, but Balaton is a place where Pokemon and poker powered types shift. Sometimes constantly, sometimes just once. It's not entirely known, but nothing here is as it is 
in the outside world. So, Adri, am I, uh, am I stuck like this? Is this me forever now? Andros, calm down, please, calm down. Clive takes out a mini fire extinguisher. Oh, oh my God. Oh, that feels amazing. Well, I was going to say, can I attempt to try and control? Yes, you may, because I don't think the fire extinguisher works. <laughs> oh, no, it doesn't feel amazing. It makes it so much worse. Ah! <laughs> that's not the fire extinguisher. That's, that's a flamethrower. Clive, why have you brought a flamethrower? <laughs> it's lighter fluid. Uh, yeah, I'll, I will roll. So you're going to try and control yes. Andros in a way. This, to me, seems like an act under pressure roll, as Frey is a plus three in act under pressure. Okay. It is a six. Total. No, no, sorry. Six plus a three, so nine. Oh, my oh, no, thank no, God. No. I was Oi. like, Frey, I tell you what, these afflictals do not need to be worried. These <laughs> rolls that Frey has put on no. is not good. Okay, so it's a mixed success. You achieve what you're trying to do. You are able to put out the fire hmm. and revert Andros's type back. However... Could I suggest maybe uh, that Frey... Triggers the GM in her- will accept a suggestion. Apologies, of course, GM. High Could- Empress, if you will. High em- okay. Yes, High em- Amber Empress. Good. Could it possibly that I, I salve Andros's powers, but maybe trigger in myself some kind of flashback? Okay, yes, I like this. So, Frey, this black circle appears above Andros, and these black tendrils wrap around Andros's body uh. and begin to put out the flame. But in so doing, if you look up within the black circle above Andros, a vision is playing Uh, something from your past something you hold very dear to yourself and something that you have never told any single person or pokemon i think it's a vision of my, my dad and he's he's getting ready to leave and i don't want him to go can you set this? Where are where? Okay. where is it? Are we in a house? We're in. Are we? No, we're okay. Maybe we're on a beach. Flip flops are wrong. Makes sense. Okay, I'm getting it now. Okay, beach beach people. That's great. Right. Beach people. Your dad is wearing a sarong and flip flops as well. I'm wearing obviously a miniature version of that, trying to be him. I'm the heir. My dad is the chief of this village, and I'm Moana esque, ready to be the next whatever of of this village and why is this why is this memory embarrassing she's she's desperate to be like her dad this strong leader who's having to make some kind of tough decision and leave and she is embarrassed because she she couldn't see the greater good or whatever that she just wanted her dad to stay dad dad Frey, Frey, please Frey, please don't Frey, go. please, I, please i have to go no 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 you you're too, you're too important here. You're too important to us. You're no. Too, you're too important to me. Shh. I am not important here. You, you are important. You are going to be the next leader of this village of ours, and I have to Dad. go to protect you. Dad, if you Frey. leave, if you leave this this village, this this poker powered village, if you leave this poker powered village, yes, Frey. But what you've done. Someone needs to take the fall for that, and you can't be that person. I have, I have to take the fall. I have to leave to save you. I'm sorry, Frey. Dad. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Frey. I didn't mean to. You turned them into a Pokemon. No one has ever done that. If people, people like being humans, Frey. They don't want to be Pokemon. But I can protect you by going. I've laid the foundations already. You just need to control it. Okay. You need to keep control. Control, Frey. That is the most important thing for you and for poker powers across the country. But Dad, the barrier. If you leave the village, the barrier will fall and we'll be exposed. The poker power village will be exposed. Who knows what they out there would think of us? Frey, I would rather risk every poker power to save you. I only care about you. But I'm scared. 
You are strong, my darling, and there are people here who can help you, people who can protect you. Dad, I'm not worried about the people here. I love the people here. I love you. I'm scared about them out there, about what you've told me. You have told me about the past. You've told me about the great schism between people and Pokemon and Poker Powers. How when Poker Powers became more rare, the people didn't understand. They, they rounded us up. They forced us into this village. And, and, and how that we can't leave because they don't understand. So if you leave, Dad, you, you see how that scares me. Of course, of course I do. I understand completely. But look, we have been set in our ways for so long, Frey. Eventually some... But it's worked! It's worked, Dad! It's worked! But we are growing. We are running out of space on this island. We need to return back to the real world. Our little island, I guess somewhere in the archipelago Islands. Sure, yeah, somewhere in the archipelago Yeah, that would make kind of yep. geographical yeah, yeah, yeah. sense, yeah. But look, this little island can only hold us for so long. We need to reclaim ourselves back in Formia. The Poker Power people here, they need to see you as someone they can trust, as someone not to be feared. And they will... Be scared of you. I would much prefer them to be scared of me than scared of you. I have to take the fall for you. But I don't know everything, Dad. I don't know how to lead. I, If I lose you, I, I don't know if I can measure up. Find people who can help you. Uh, people you trust. Show me your poker powers one last time. Of course. Frey's dad puts a hand on her shoulder, gives it a squeeze, pulls his daughter in for one last hug, puts her to one side and takes out two spoons and twists up in the air and teleports away. This is the embarrassing bit. Frey actually asked him to demonstrate his poker powers so that she could use it as an opportunity to try and use hers to keep him to stay. As you say, Ali, he teleports, but he's seen Frey attempt that. Yes, so as Frey's father begins to, one last time, entertain his daughter with his patented teleport trick, he conjures the spoons he sees the eyes of his daughter suddenly grow frantic as a black sphere appears behind her. Her hand morphs into this black <sighs> spike that she lunges towards him no. to try and get him to unlock his poker powers. But just before he teleports away, avoiding the connection, he sees that moment Dad. in his daughter. Dad, please. And he's gone. You've got some explaining to do. There are, there's a rule book for a reason. Play by the rules, I don't play by the rules, and I don't work by the rules. I don't even know what rules are. I don't have a concept of the English language. How, how have you joined? How have you joined this force? I managed to, managed to seduce many people through my use of telepathic communication as we are doing now, because I obviously do not speak the English language. Oh, psycho cop. I knew you were a mistake. I'm renegade at all times, Did baby. you even solve the case, psycho cop? I don't know what cases are. <laughs> Good. But I did open the lock on your briefcase. <laughs> hey. Sergeant Healy, this was a mistake. No, no, I think this was a great idea, Psycho Cop. What you find in the briefcase there? Is that a midsection? That's for you to know and for me to find out. In this midsection. Right. Welcome to the midsection, everybody. With me, Stuart, and... And me, David. Hi, hi, hi. And Psycho Cop. And, and Psycho Cop. Hi. Thanks for joining us, Psycho Cop. Oh, Psycho Cop. Look, this is an interesting one. This... This is from okay. Tidal Torrent, a torrent of tides. 
Lock Murmur used to be the gym leader, in inverted commas, of a fake fairy type gym. He's a lanky Ooh, man. Finally, a fake gym. Finally. Ooh. This is a lanky man wearing a magician's outfit that hasn't been washed in weeks. Pooey. He's a trickster, much like the fairy types in his party. He's got a Morgrim, a Spritzy, a Dedene, and his ace, Klefki, with lock picking tools instead of keys. Ooh. Lock's, mm. Lock's gym, in inverted commas, scheme involved Dedene pickpocketing challengers while they were distracted with the Pokemon battle. Once his gym was shut down, he became a burglar using Klefki to commit breaking and entering. His reputation as a somewhat powerful trainer and his skill with getting into places he shouldn't has likely resulted in some evil teams willing to hire him. But that is not for me Ooh. to decide. No, no. That is for us. I'm excited to see whatever Mr. Murmur becomes and I will continue to enjoy the podcast. Thank you, Tidal Torrent. Oh, he's gone. The tide's gone out. Bye-bye. Okay. Oh. That, was, that was brief. But we've got... Sayonara. Murmur. Who? Master Thief. Indeed, quite. And who who of the evil teams would require the opening of doors? Well, who of the evil teams is left, David? Well, well, well. Mystic, but also does... I guess Frey isn't always available to just knock open a door with a phantom finger, are they? So maybe that's... Uh... Okay, well, it, let's go with Mystic then. So Lock okay. Murmur had a, had a horrible time with their fake gym, pickpocketing young children, but has been recruited... I mean, you can't make that much, can you, pickpocketing 10-year-olds? What are you going to get? They make like $2,000 a battle, don't they? Like <laughs> That's right. A, a, poke, a Pokeball is 200 disproportionately wealthy. It's, <laughs> it's a perfect scheme. Perhaps he spent that. He was, he was ill frugal and frittered away his winnings and now has been left in dire need. One last job. Is, is Locke trying to go straight? Is this one last job? Or is Locke committed to a life of crime forever? I'm going to say committed to a life of crime forever. I feel like we have too many cat's paws and triple agents. I think that Lock Murmur simply wants to see the world burn. Hates locks, wants to see everything open. Is there a church Ooh, Is there a church thing in there? Maybe trying okay. to unlock some hidden knowledge that's been locked away. Ooh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Magician's robes or priest robes. Or priest that's the robes. Real question. And it's very smelly. Why is it smelly? Because it belonged to someone else. He got it from yes. the laundry basket during his infiltration is he at the conclave david are we actually going to meet an npc have we done it oh my god maybe yeah maybe he he is a deputy leader of in team mystic and has led the invasion or oh. sort of the secret co-opting of the conclave by team mystic to try and find wherever the king's rock is to be able to steal it because who could steal better than lock murmur maybe adri fermons could said hey hey i need this extra bit of deciphering tablet to help with the tomes but I'm busy. <laughs> don't want to go. Lock. Addendum. So Adrian and Theo at the church. Theo is obviously, I'm a master battler. Whether that's true or not has been left to has been left to be proven wrong many, many times in the space of this podcast, but let alone. Adri, in an attempt to spite Theo, decides to take on gyms. Just like decides to take on some local gyms. And one of them was the fake gym ran by Lock Murmur. Uh, and therefore achieved nothing and therefore told nobody about it. So when Adri was tasked with trying to get into the conclave, nice. even though they no longer have a contact, they were like, you know what, I know somebody who's a pretty excellent swindler. And that swindler is me. Lock Murmur, you've you've joined our call? You you were so good at breaking and entering, Lock Murmur. Listener NPC who was a fake gym leader and has now gone into a life of breaking and entering as a burglar and been recruited by Team Mystic to get into the conclave. You've managed to unlock our call, Lock? I, I have. And I was using a fake voice beforehand. This is my correct voice. Wow. Because clearly 
lock sounds Scottish to me. Well, I assume, obviously, with your life of crime, you do need multiple covers and personalities. Is that, would that be correct, Locke? You would be correct, yes. <laughs> well, that's actually amazing, Locke. That's, have you got any more? No, that's it, actually. Locke. <laughs> Limited, Can but it? very specific. <laughs> Locke, what's, what's your favourite thing, Locke, about, about being a criminal and stealing? Uh, the babes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and what, what's, your, what's your method going to be for breaking into the conclave? Uh, the babes. Great. So you've recruited the babes who will swarm the gates. Is it sort of a, a, a zombie rush idea and you will be lost in the crowd? Uh, no. So the first babes meant, obviously, babes. And the babes. second meant babies. So I'm going to get some very cute babies to distract people while I sneak in. Oh, nice. Nice. That's one of them. And this is one of your babies? Yes. Hi, baby. I'm the baby. Are you are you sort of consenting to this plan or are you... Uh... A Google, in. no, no. Oh, oh but no. But Google, I'm a baby, so Google, I can't do anything. You have, you have no agency. Okay, well, Locke, do you know what? I wish you well. And uh, we, do you know what? It seems like we're headed to the Conclave too, so maybe we will meet you and your army of babies at some point. Any signing off words, Locke? Baby? I'll see you there. Google, please help. Thank you so much, Tidal Torrent, for your, your NPC suggestion, Locke Murmur, who I would say is possibly the closest we've possibly come to organically encountering a character. Stay tuned. <laughs> I make no guarantees. If you also have a character or an item or a, a suggestion for a topic we'd like to cover in the midsection, then do send it through to our email, criticalditto at gmail.com. And if you are tired of waiting, if you're someone whose time is precious, get yourself down to our Patreon patreon.com slash critical ditto and and sign up at the champion level tier and we'll we'll stick you on the top of the pile um our inbox shall be rearranged in your favor and not only that you'll get a load of bonus content including hidden episodes lost episodes cut episodes bonus one shots mechanicets there's there's a gluttony a gluttony a glut of content <laughs> Psycho cop, come here. Come here. Listen, I know I said... I don't go anywhere you tell me to go, but <laughs> Could I'll you just... come here for the All right. sake of narrative. All right, well, I'll follow you then, I guess, into the corridor. Psycho cop, I know I said I want you off the force, but we've got one last job for you. We need you to stop lock murmur. Are you up to it, psycho cop? You know, I was waiting for a case that was deserving of my talents. This isn't it, so I'm off. Okay. But uh, I hope that some main characters in a podcast can somehow solve this problem. And if not... Well, it'll be me, Sergeant O'Healy. I'll, I'll do it. Who's that Pokemon? It's Octillery. End of memory. Frey collapses to the floor crying. (laughs) During this memory, what's Frey doing? She's reliving that in the present. So she collapses to the floor crying as if she was the little girl again. I see. I don't know where my father is either, if that helps. Did you see did you see that? Yes, we both did. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. I don't think I'm a significant enough character to know that, but I do now. That is that is private that's private. Do we all understand? Oh, my lips are sealed. Of course, of course. Andros? Yeah, uh, it's private. It's we've all got, we've all got our shinks, you know? And we've just gotta focus on the mission. Do you know your dad, Andros? Who's your dad? He goes by the name Trent Bombadom. 
Does that does that make you Andros Bombadom? It does make me Andros Bombadom. Andros Bombadom! Wow. My dad used to call me A Bombadom. Just before everyone asks, I know exactly where my dad is. <laughs> Just <thought> I... <laughs> <laughs> I believe he's somewhere with his many wives. Clive has the most <laughs> stable, beautiful relationship. <laughs> we, we used to play catch every day. Wonderful. <laughs> As that kind of weird scene fades, Frey and Andros look mistrustful towards Adri and Clive. They continue on. The group, the squad, remember why they're here. They're here to save a poker pout in need. And that's what snaps them out of it. Another scream. You rush in now. Stu, what's the first thing that Frey notices? You find the source of the scream. Tell me, who is it? It's, it's a poker pout. What's their poke, What's their Pokemon power? Very obviously. Uh, this is a herdier poker pout. Okay. They can only bark. They can't speak. Ruff, 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 ruff. Rough day. <laughs> oh, Clive. Am I, am, I, am I part of the fun now, Frey? But the Frey? Thing, uh, thing I notice is that this Pugpad isn't alone. Frey, you get the impression that something is slightly off here. You see this herdier cowering before a figure dressed in a kind of child catcher, but a Pokemon catcher garb. And it looks staged. Is it an actor? It could be an actor. Is it Yorick? I think it's Yorick. I think it's <laughs> wow, the... finally. It's Yorick. Finally. The gym leader of Pyrenile. Tom, then can I hear Yorick's dramatic monologue as I... Well, as I... and lo, I shall catch you, you nasty, evil, poke-powered. My ghost types will finally send you into the afterlife. Daskal, Daskal. Mm, to be or not to be poke-powered, that is the question. And the question is answered by the fact that you're only barking. So, <laughs> ah, I've answered that question. When shall we three meet again? I'll add in a third person and then it'll make sense <laughs> Frey and, and team step into the space Andros does something does something seem odd about this that's a gym that's a gym leader isn't it Adri that's a that's a gym leader Piranal ghost gym Adri you're the expert here yes yes no that is very much Yorick the um, rather eccentric thespian ghost gym leader why would a gym leader be here trying to capture a Pokemon something feels wrong Clive would you like to approach uh, absolutely. I'll go in there and I'll stop a gym leader. Right. Make sure I've got my... Yep, got the knife. Good. Okay. <laughs> right, that's all I need. Um, I'm going in... To stab the ghosts. Clive gets about halfway to the scene. What happens to them, David? There is an ambush. I'm wondering if it's um, Dromoxis, member of the Formian Elite Four and the dragons. Some Ooh, like dragons okay, just appear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ali, what dragon type? He's got High Dragon and Garchomp. That he got from Bash and Heron. Right. So I actually think there are three of you, so I think it's three dragons Ooh, yeah. pop out. Salamence, Drudigan, and the Garchomp. He previously. Heron's Garchomp. But I was just wondering, will they have all changed types as well? Oh, yes. We're in Balaton, baby! They will have changed <laughs> types. That is 100% correct. <laughs> Dramoxis is standing there with serious, like, who even am I if I don't have dragons? I just... Has Dramoxis is <laughs> like... Because I think Dramoxis was in full Dragoon armor. Yes. Yeah. So do, has his armor changed type? Yeah, his armor's changed into that of a chef. He looks like he's now he's now wearing the uniform of a chef. And I'm going to say it, the Pokemon League really needed to rethink where they laid their ambush. <laughs> than the place where they can't control specific variables that might be very important. So you've got a Salamence, a Drudigan, and a Garchomp, all enclosing over Clive. What do you do? 
Do we let do we let plus see what Clive does first? Do I we? Think we do. I think yeah. we do. I feel like, come on then, Clive. Andros takes a sort of step forward, and Frey like puts a hand yeah. on his chest, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. "No, this is the moment where he proves his worth." Cut back to the ship. Rosie staring out the window. Oh, <laughs> he'll be fine. They'll protect him. Rosie checks Clive's diary, and at the front it has Clive's lives counter, and there's four check marks there. Oh. <laughs> She has it. She looks out the window going, oh no. Oh no. Oh shinks. All right, Ali, what does Clive do? Well, we have established that he has a fire extinguisher that is actually a flamethrower. I think one of the dragons comes out looking particularly moss covered. Nice. Suddenly taken on a sort of grassy hue. He attacks that with a flamethrower. <laughs> I think it's the Garchomp. From the ground, there are now flowers sprouting from the thin of the Garchomp, this mossy uh, thing. So, all right, Clive, roll. And you're a minus one, whatever. Clive, you are minus <laughs> oh, one across no. the board. <laughs> of course he oh, is. No. Of course he is. Uh, it's a five total. Oh, no. <gasps> I don't think Clive dies. Clive attempts to flamethrower the Garchomp, looks back to Frey and realises that help is not coming. I can do this! I will defeat you, dragons! Goes to click the flamethrower, but unfortunately it's empty. Used it all trying to put Andros out or put Andros on. Put more in fire. Put more in. (laughs) The Garchomp drags Clive under the ground. we We don't see Clive. We don't see what happens to Clive. Can I hear Garchomp dragging him down? <laughs> that was him popping into the ground. Oh, popped in, popped in. Gar pop. Little, little mossy pop. Gar pop. Pop job. You see appearing from the shadows, now dressed as a chef, Dromoxis, who has laid a trap to try and capture Formia's most wanted fray. Well, I say, it seems like you've thrown the fodder in first. How do you like taking on some dragons? You. N- Nasty woman. Wow. <laughs> Can we get Yorick back? Yorick, you had a much better model. <laughs> and no, we shall <laughs> defeat enemy number one. You're Dromoxis of the League, right? It is I, Dromoxis of the League. This was all a trap, a big trap. That you've fallen right into. And ignore the fact that I'm dressed as a chef, but, but normally I would be in very glamorous Dragoon armor. Dragons, attack. I don't know what moves you've got now, so just use the best ones you've got. You see Garchomp appear with a solar beam charging up. Drudigan, Ali, what's Drudigan going to do? What type is Drudigan now? Fairy. So a moon blast. We were at sunset before. The moon is now high in the sky and you see the energy gathering around this now fully pink Drudigan. David, what is Salamence doing? Who, who's Salamence now? Salamence is bug dark and so is preparing a, a dark pulse. They've now got the eyes of a Dustox Salamence as it's now green and black as this pulse begins to emanate from its wings. I'm not messing around. I came here alone because I know how dangerous you can be. I'm going to take you down and sort Formia out for good. Have at it. Okay. Avast. I'm a I... pirate now. Andros obviously leaps straight into action. Yeah, of course. Andros uses a fire spin as a barrier to protect not only Frey, but themselves and Adri as well. As you are unlocked with your poker powers, you're a plus three in weird, which is exactly what this is. You're welcome, Andros. (laughs) Oh my god, you guys, it's a 13 total. Oh, Andros evolves. Not only is this uh, a barrier, this is going to deal some damage, so I'm going to ask you, Ali, in deflecting 
all of these beams into the maze maze. Three halves appear as the beams fly off through the maze. Tell me which of the dragon's beams gets bounced straight back to them, knocking them out. Let's stick out the Drudigan. So this pink Drudigan's moon blast fires straight towards the fire spin and like a boomerang, it wraps around. And Ali, you take it. it immediately changes type back into dragon. Drud? Yes, it switches <laughs> back to dragon and it's a super effective beam and the Drudigan flies off, taking out a bit of the stone of the town of the village before collapsing to the ground. The pub. That pub is also now destroyed. <laughs> it's the same pub. It's starting to look exactly like how the Sofloatsals left it. Adri Fomonsk, what do you do? Frey also looks to Adri. Come on, Adri. This is your chance. I apologise in advance for whatever type this is going to be. So, Ellie, go. Manectric. What type is Manectric now? You're a rock type. It basically, you're just a lichen rock. <laughs> nice. So yeah. Ellie takes on this kind of lichen rockish form. Adri, tell me what move are you going to use? Ellie, rock throw at Salamence. Roll 2d6 and it's physical and I think Manectric is a plus two. I'm not going to look it up. I'm the GM. I decide. Well, this is rock Manectric. It's whatever you want it to be. Oh, it's a six and a five plus a two. David, oh, you Adric. tell me, how does Manectric take out Salamence? Manectric blasts like a lichen rock and or boulder with legs through this wall of fire and as it does it is so much bigger and instead of like a gigantic bolt of light for a mullet it's instead like a gigantic cliff face earthy avalog at this stage Manectric bursts out of it and just grabs Salamence by its buggy little neck and uh, the fire and the earthiness of this attack it just throws this creature to the floor and this Salamence just crumples like a butterfly stepped on by a person but Unbeknownst to all of you, Frey, you were looking on, impressed, dare I say, at Adri's prowess on the battlefield. And behind you, who slipped through the fiery barrier, Garchomp, under the ground, appears behind you. Its fins, now leafy blades, coming to go straight down, and you hear Dromoxus's voice. The other two were just a distraction. I'm here to win, not necessarily to live. Garchomp, leaf blade! Kill the abomination. Yorick goes, Shall I compare thee to a summer's fray? <laughs> <laughs> Not now, Yorick. Dramoxis is seething that all of his monologuing is being completely upstaged by Yorick. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dramoxis, I just don't know my motivation anymore. Now that the trap has been sprung, it's kind of hard to get into it. I'm going to use my unspecified poker powers. I'm just going to try and <laughs> kill. You're going to use the move kill. Her thing is about control. She just, she controls the Garchomp, right? Oh my goodness. Is this Garchomp going to change hands again in the space <laughs> of two episodes? I'm going to make this a charm roll then. Ooh. So I'm just, it's almost like I'm saying stop. Yes. Just stop. You're almost, you're almost using a command here. So you are plus three in charm. It's an eight plus a three. It's an 11. What do you do that charms this grassy Garchomp? Do I intuit that it was once a man? Yes. So this was a previous poker power that she converted. This is something that she recognises. She turned this Garchomp into the Garchomp that they are today when she met them as a human. Maybe this is the one that she did as a kid with the dad in oh, the village. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, I love that. So there was this poker-powered village and there was a small child outside of this protected poker-powered village who somehow managed to get in and fray turned them without realising into a Garchomp, only at the end understanding the full weight of what she'd done. Was it a gibble or is it was it? It always... turned into a gibble. Okay. It turned into a gibble. So first. this has evolved in time. Okay, so in that case, Frey recognizes in the eyes, the Garchomp eyes, there's something the same to that fateful, fateful day. <gasps> God, it hits her in the gut, realizing that this was her first mistake. The first time that she lost control. 
and since then she has always strove to maintain control and give others the same. And she sees this Garchomp and just stops it with her hand. I'm so sorry. Garchomp? Stop this. The extreme ball programming is almost short-circuiting as its leafy blade is getting closer to your neck. You were my first mistake and I can only apologize, but I have grown so much since then. I am so much more and I have so much more of a cause and I need you on that cause. I can help you. You poor thing, you must have suffered so much over these years. You have been a creature between two worlds. No one's understood you, have they? All they've done is seen you as a monster and locked you in balls and use you for their own gains. Please stop this. Stop this cycle. Come with me and we will learn, both of us together, how to fix my mistake. And behind you, Frey, as you speak, another dark void appears behind you in that scene of you turning this young child into a gibble plays out on repeat and the Garchomp looks at it and the memories flood back. Part of their humanity, their memories floods into their brain and the extreme ball within Dromoxus's hand snaps in two and the Garchomp goes limp. Everyone is now subdued. What's where's as Yorick just scarfed? Yeah, Yorick's gone. Yorick's like exit pursued by an ursaring. Jamoxis <laughs> faces the three of you and says, "Well, Formia may be doomed. I have fallen at this hurdle. I accept whatever comes my way." And Jamoxis goes onto their knees. Uh, I call over Andre. Andre, come here. Yes. Do you see today? You've seen it clear as day what the League is willing to do. They, they were willing. Look at that poor Herdier, poker-powered, bound, <laughs> strapped, suffering. They were, they were willing to use him to draw us out, to ambush us like we're wild animals. They were hunting us like beasts. That's their idea of a fair game, of a fair society. This is what we're fighting against, Adri. Do you see? This is why we can't be diplomatic. This is why we can't talk. This is why we need to act and why you need to act faster. Do you understand? Adri um, pauses and thinks for a second and almost reluctantly says, there is something that can speed up the translation of the tomes. Adri, I want to believe you. I do. She holds Adri by the shoulders. But I need you to prove to me that you are on our side, so that I know whatever you say after this point, you're not lying, you're not trying to scupper me from the inside, you're not trying to cling to another past. And she takes from Adri's robes the picture of Theo and Adri. I need you to kill that man over there. I knew you'd say that, I loved it. I knew you'd say it and I was like, yes, I hope he says it, come on! Hey, David, want to make another life and death decision on the podcast? This always falls to you, David. 
It's an Elite Four member. Yeah. This would make way. I just say terrible yeah. two episodes for the Elite Four. Oh. Terrible. Oh my we God. are really oh, yeah. dunking on the Elite Four of Formia. Adri turns to Dramoxis, looks at the picture again, looks up at Dramoxis, turns to Frey. Don't make Ellie do it. I'll do it. Do you take Clive's knife? Adri goes and, and takes the knife. Dramoxis looks into your eyes, kneeling before you, Adri, and says, Everything I did, I did it for my region. I have no regrets. Ditto. Adri kills Dramoxis. Oh my god! Oh my word, we won't describe it too graphically. I think we get the picture of, of what happened. Are you going to bother looking for Clive? Maybe Frey looks at the knife in Adri's hand. I guess he was useful in the end. But I didn't realise that murder was going to be my solution to this problem. This was my this was my answer. But um, but it's yeah, so it's, it's so wonderful. It's so again the yeah. Theo Adri symmetry. Because also it's basically what Theo was going to do to Mrs W on the boat yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, like this yeah. is yeah. effectively ex- and Theo chose chose compassion. Right. So we fade down on that scene. Adri having proven themselves to their new leader and devoted themselves, I suppose, to the cause, the cause of poker powered freedom or whatever phrase true motives are we fade up ali where on the ship are the rough day crew having a meeting uh, didn't we say there was like a map of formia or yeah, like we did uh, like on but it was on like the floor wasn't it is it like a stone floor because this ship listeners if you remember does have a stone floor section <laughs> rather which which is still octi octi is like i really really wish they didn't have this stone floor. Yeah, this- i have to inflate so much chairing the meeting Hello. Now I have my new job. It's me, Calico. I'm loving being part of the rough day. But I believe, Frey, you called a shipwide meeting? Yes, I did. Please state why. Well. You have called the meeting. Thank you, Calico. For everyone here. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for coming, everyone. I understand that I've been a little distant recently, but that is only because I'm just so desperate for us to get to our goal. We all know how important it is. We all know what's at stake. We all know who's in danger. I say that collectively because we all now know that, don't we? And Frey looks across the table from Adri, Calico, Tyronius, Elaine. Cornelius Andros, the new Herdia person. Rosie is crying, but she is still there and looks at Frey adoringly. Frey can't quite meet her eye. Trust me when I say I'm so grateful that we are all on the same page. And she looks pointedly at Adri. However, something happened while we were in Balaton with Andros, Adri and, and Clive. They saw something that I'd been determined to keep private for a long time, but I, th- I think because we are all together on this mission now, I feel I should share it. And she conjures a black circle on the map of Formia. 
the map of Formia bleeds into blackness as another vision is created. Stu taking back them GM reins at the end of the end of the episode. I oh, love finally, it. I finally feel comfortable. I basically, again. about 20 minutes ago, I had an idea and I'm like, let's try it. And we find ourselves back in Frey's childhood, 50-odd years ago. Frey flies through a forest canopy, her young hands clasping tightly to the tail sprogs of a nubile golbat, her eyes red, her breath fast. In her mouth is a single spoon, the one remaining artifact she has from her father, a reminder of her attempt to make him stay. The spoon quivers in the air, bending left and right, guiding Frey deeper into the dense forest. Show me where he is. The spoon responds with a hard bend, the head jolting left towards a nearby mountain range. Frey tugs on the Golbat, and the pair zip towards the rocky terrain. As the forest begins to thin, Frey hears movement and voices ahead. She tugs back on Golbat. With a crash of wings and foliage, they cling awkwardly to a low-hanging branch and observe the open canopy before them. Frey's eyes grow wide and sting with immediate tears. An open expanse at the base of the Hitmonlayer Mountains and Frey's father, suspended helpless 60 feet above the rocky terrain by unseen power. Around him, three of the trainers who would go on to become the first four. Alana Flash, space-age lycra, eyebrows slanted in ambitious determination. Nero, dramatic, gaudy magician's outfit, purple-haired and strikingly beautiful. And Abom, the armored titan, full helmet and gas tank in resolute bronze. These trainers, famous for their place in Formian history by establishing the Pokemon League, the gym challenge and the military structure of the region surround their fourth member, Gordo. A lithe man with long white hair, sarong, flip-flops, tidy stubble and a red star on his forehead. He clutches a single silver spoon in his right hand. It fizzes with psychic energy. Frey Spoon reacts similarly. Dad! Frey calls after Gordo desperately. Gordo rides in the air, struggling for breath. Alana Flash flinches. I thought he would fight back. Don't relent. Remember what he did. He is capable of turning humans into mindless Pokemon. Nero bites. Gordo splutters through the chokehold. I will not harm anyone. I'm here to make amends. If we cannot find common ground, the fighting will only continue. We are not... The enemy. Lies. That boy had a family. Abom mutters. Nero's Gothitelle suspends Gordo using intense psychic energy to bind him in a pink aura tendril prison. Abom's Glaceon sends a frosty wave to freeze the hapless Pokepower chieftain in an eternal permafrost, whilst Alana Flash, teeth gritted, commands her golem to send rocks pounding into Gordo until he is the core of an enormous rock ascending higher and higher towards the cloud-covered skies of Formia. Frey gasps as the boulder becomes a planetoid, ever increasing in size as Alana's golem continues its grim work, sealing the victim in layers of stone. The Formian sun is blocked, and a temporary night falls over the edge of the forest. Startled Pikapek squawk and flee the canopy. And in that moment, Gordo's eyes flash to the spoon in his hand which aches to join its brethren. He follows the direction of the spoon to the tree-lined canopy, and he catches the eyes of his daughter, hiding in the undergrowth, holding the second spoon. 
Frey muffles her tears as Gordo forces a reassuring smile and a wink. His final words to his daughter. Find people you trust. What did he say? Alana screeches, unable to hear over the intensity of the noise. Who cares? Bury him! Abom cries through a muffled mask. Nero and Alana nod. Together they send the planetoid hurtling down towards the base of the mountain. The meteor accelerates until it connects at impossible speed with the ground. There is an ear-splitting crash, like thousands of electrodes self-destructing all at once. Frey shields her eyes and clings on as a massive blast wave threatens to tear the tree she finds herself in from its roots. Her arms burn as rocky shrapnel digs into her skin. Her ears ring like a tuning fork as the blast subsides. The spoon in her mouth quivers, pulling her jaw down towards the ground. Alana Flash, Nero and A-Bomb kneel next to an impossibly large pit, a crater. The spoon leaps, grinding at her teeth. Dad, Frey gasps. The spoon falls, pulled like a magnet towards the pit. She leaps from the tree, unable to stop herself, scrambling to her feet, racing after the spoon. What have you done to him? Alana, A-Bomb and Nero turn to see Frey. Their Pokémon recover their stances, ready to tackle this new threat. But before they can act, Golbat scoops up Frey and whisks her back into the forest. No! She claws at his wings. Let me go! Put me down! But Golbat screeches back into the undergrowth, leaving Frey helpless but to watch the fading view of Alana, Nero and Abom, three region-defining trainers and the impossible pit of their own creation. There was never a meteor, but the core was always a prison. The black vision within the ship fades and the floor returns to its regular decor. This has always been happening and it always will happen. And there will always be fathers lost and there will always be daughters left behind. If we allow this system to propagate, it will never end. So the, the first four, that, that was all just a hoax? There was never a meteor. But that's crazy. My uh, father, I remember him. It's me, Tronius Chunder. I remember saying it was there. They saw it in the sky. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm ill. I had a bit of a cold. I don't know what's happened to me. Do you need, do you need some alcohol, Tronius? Yeah, I are. Here, take this. Thanks. But my point still stands. Wait, Calico, where did you get that from? You. <laughs> you don't did not have want... it when you walked in the room. To know. <laughs> oh, okay. It was all a lie. They maybe saw this massive rock that my father was sealed in. They may have seen a vision conjured by the propagandists of the League. I don't know. You feel a cold hand on your shoulder. Andros, coldy, webby fingers. I had no idea that you were, you were related to one of the, you know, the daughter of one of the first four. I mean, it's like your Pokemon royalty. It's like you were meant to. I don't think my father was ever really considered part of the first four, Andros. Just like I don't think any of us here will ever be truly accepted in this region unless we change things. Adri stands up. If you want to have those tomes answered as quickly as you need, then there's a codex in the conclave. We go there. I can do it as quickly as you need. 
Mr. N and Mrs. S are in the corner and they give each other a look like, oh no. As Tom takes the GM chair back, the other poker powers gathered at this meeting, staring at the map of Formia, all take a step onto it and nod towards Frey. Frey holds Adrian in embrace, tears in her eyes. Thank you. For Formia. 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 Okay, there we go. There was that episode. I um, I thought that I was going to be GMing that one at the start of the episode, and then I was not GMing it. Hey, so I think I think we'll look back on this episode as the kind of crux of the whole story. Maybe I didn't have that planned. I hope you enjoyed it. This was a really cool one to be a part of. Um, and yeah, I'm really really proud of how it's come out. A few thank yous. Following this ep, uh, we have to thank, of course, Jinichi Masuda and Satoshi Tujiri for creating Pokemon, uh, around which our podcast is loosely based. As a reminder, we are not-for-profit and fan-made. We have to thank, of course, Braxton Burks and Materia Collective and Glitchek City for some of the music that we use in the episode. Uh, a thank you as well to uh, Epidemic Sound, and in particular, because I kind of based the music in this episode around a couple of tracks. So shout out to uh, to Bonnie Grace for Neptune and Sanctuary and for Queen and Country, three tracks which I used quite liberally in this, this episode. Uh, the biggest thank you, as ever, goes to our our supporters, our producers, our patrons. We we've had a very busy few weeks at Critical Ditto Towers. Not with Critical Ditto, sadly. I'd love to be giving a hundred percent of my hours to Critical Ditto, but we've uh, we've actually had a couple of weddings amongst our friendship group. Uh, Tom Brandy is now married. Congratulations, Tom. Uh, so we've had a, uh, we've had a busy few weeks. So trying to record and do anything related to the podcast has been extremely difficult um but it's the support of of our listeners and our patrons that that makes it not only worth it but hugely hugely valuable uh, so thank you so much again i can't state it enough thank you to elena mihalyov 
Mr. Man, Anorak, Purple Turkey, Lord Toffee, Revel, Brandon Wood, Tommy Portillo, Aidan Clark, Mark Smith, Brad Demondauka, Mike Cabbages, Dr. Rani, Jeremby's Mum, Degeezy, Alex W, Crispy, Huxley Spicer, Beth Shivers, Jam, Heather R. Snell, Betsy Lewin Lee, Darius Joukowsky, Polkadash 55, D.W. Hollins, Audrey Resendith, Ellie Lieberman, Jeremby, Carrie Morrison. I'm sorry, did I say I said D.W. Hollins, didn't I? Scratch that. Carrie Morrison, Scott M, Dr. Megaman PhD, Hi Killy, Kaika Pim Cosplay, Big Fat Nuke, Jonah Jackson, Trigula, Josh Anderson, Alchemage, Cesar Trevino, Force Majeure, Cranon Creations, Eric Eichinger, Millamoy, Ginny Voss, and Alastair Collinson. Thank you so, so much. If you want to get in touch with the podcast, you can find us on Twitter at Critical Ditto or on Instagram at Critical Ditto Pod, or you can reach us on our email criticaldito at gmail.com join us on our discord for chats and episode reactions or go to our website criticaldito.wordpress.com we're working on a url between you and me i think tom dale is sitting on criticaldito.com and has just forgotten the password to his GoDaddy account if you wouldn't mind checking us a review or a star rating wherever you can do that we'd, we'd really like that that'd be great and finally a big thank you to tom David and Ali, in particular reference this week, because none of us, none of us, we were all flying by the seat of our pants 100% of the time in this episode, so thank you to all of them. And finally, remember, adventure is out there. You just have to step into the tall grass. I'll be honest, I went to go see Diana Ross at um, O2 the other day, and watching her try and sing Chain Reaction was one of the hardest things I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> and I'd, I'd rather watch 20 And everyone knew the key change was coming up. Oh, no. <laughs> it's just key changes. It's just key changes. There's nothing else to it.